Well, hello, and welcome to the Trail Life Podcast. I hope my soothing voice will put you to sleep in a matter of three, two, one. Ah, just kidding. Come on. Who wants to pass out when you got a great episode on on hand right now? Thank you, everybody, for joining me. Uh, I appreciate it. And as we close in on episode number 100, this is number 99. I'm so, so close. Uh, And I was hoping that this one could be 100, but schedules didn't work out. So we're right at it. We're right at the cusp of 100. So um, it's a good one. It's a very, very good one. I brought back the king of the FKT, Jason Hardrath, to talk about not uh, an FKT that he's done currently, you know, had had completed or had stuff he's done in the past. We're talking about the journey to 100 and the film that um, was created in regards to that his Bulger's list. So it's a really cool conversation about the film, what you can expect um, when you watch it. Uh, It's going to be shown at Patagonia store in Cardiff uh, on April 8th between uh, 6 to 9 PM is the entire time window. Uh, We're going to do just a, an, an intro at the beginning, watch the film and a little Q&A afterwards. Uh, and I'm very humbled that uh, he asked me to be the MC for that uh, for that premiere. So I'm excited. Uh, I would love for the trail running community here in San Diego to come check it out. I think it's a great film. I've seen it already and I really enjoyed it. And I can't wait to, to watch it again with Jason and, and have him in town and, and chat a little bit more about it. So let's just get right into it. It's a great episode. Thanks for listening, guys. Welcome back to The Trail Life, Jason Hardrath. Well, help me turn the turning. Well, help me get it right. I don't want to hurt nobody. Well, I don't want to fight. Well, offer me the peace of mind and let me. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Well, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad we're jumping on because I'm excited to have you coming down to the San Diego area one. That's going to be awesome. I'm excited about that too. Hopefully by the time you get down here, it'll actually be San Diego weather. It's been gnarly as well. Even today it's like, it's been raining like nonstop all day. It's been cold. It's like, this is just uncharacteristic San Diego weather. I feel like I'm, you know, I'm back in, I'm feel like I'm in Seattle for crying out loud. That's the way I feel. <laughs> So hopefully by the time you get down here, it'll be a little bit warmer and, and not, not raining. So yeah, it's been, California has been just getting bombed with the precip. It's been wild to watch. Like I have some friends in Mammoth and in Tahoe and all those places. And it's just, yeah, it's crazy. I feel bad for all those people up in the mountains. I mean, yeah, great. The, the snow is awesome. If you're up there being able to enjoy it, but at the same time, it's a, it's a pain in the ass. Cause there's, you can't get anywhere. You can't, you can't yep. get to stores and everything else. Like I, the videos and stuff that, that come through on the news, like it's amazing. So it's, I've had friends of mine who have houses up in big bear and were stuck up there for two weeks and couldn't get down to get back to work and get their kids to school and everything else. And it's, it's insane. So it's, there's a, there's a point where it's, it, it, it's, over like okay it's we're, stops stops being fun <laughs> it stops being fun after a while it's like okay let's just get back to the regularly scheduled program here <laughs> yeah no i think a lot of people are in the same boat i think i would imagine that there's maybe one or one or at most two storm cycles left and they're probably going to be significantly weaker than what oh, man. they've seen up there 
Yeah. So I, I would hope so, but well, let's, let's dive right in. I mean, we're uh, on the show to talk about your film premiere here in San Diego, which it's the uh, journey to 100 or JT 100, I guess, or whatever like the short term is for it, but it's all about your Bulgers 100 FKT, which is amazing. And kind of the backstory of, of you and how you got into this, um, this type of stuff. So, and I don't really want to go into a full dive of the Boulders 100 because you can go back and listen into the very first episode you and I did um, now back in late 2021, where we really talked about it and got like really dived into it. But yeah, that, and it was fresh. It was pretty fresh off the effort. When it we was chatted, pretty fresh. So. I think, I think it literally was probably a month after you had gotten done or I something. I think so. Like yeah. So people really should, I imagine you'll throw that link down in the, in the show yeah, notes. Like, will. yeah, if, if people want to hear me go really deep into the nuts and bolts of it, yeah. yeah, that, that episode really covers it. Well, so I, I remember I, that. Yeah. So I kind of like in, in, with this conversation, I just kind of want to give like the, the 30,000 foot view of it, right. Of like what, what it's the, what the film is all about, really what people can like expect when they go and check this film out and just kind of talk about some of the I, I am kind of curious and how, cause a lot, like some of it is you're doing the filming yourself, obviously, cause you're not going to have a camera person like following you the entire time. So there's a lot of like, like selfie or GoPro um, footage in there and stuff. But I, I always find like the filming aspect of these things quite interesting and how, how, how the film crew was able to capture some of those moments there. Um, cause it looked like there was some drone footage in there too, but um, so yeah, just give us the, the very high, high viewpoint of, of the, yeah. the film itself. Yeah. Uh, so 30,000 foot flyover journey to 100. Um, I guess to lay the foundation, I'm a school teacher now I'm, I'm here at school. Uh, and the film kind of starts out laying the, the, the groundwork of what, this adventure life means to me as an educator and, and how it impacts my students. So it, it brings it down to earth a bit rather than, Hey, wow, just this guy who climbed hundred mountains. <laughs> but I always talk about how you, you can only teach what you become. And one of the things I want to be able to authentically pass on to my students is that it's worth it to put in this extra effort to keep yourself fit and strong, to keep your eye out on the horizon of possibility. Um, because there's just amazing adventures that are, that are out there to be had. And if you keep at it enough, there's even crazy undone adventures that you could be the first person to go do. And, yeah. and that's what the, the, the journey to 100, which that title doesn't just talk about the Bulgers 100. It talks about my journey to hundred FKT. So there's 99 previous records I went after yeah. prior to doing the Washington state hundred highest known as the Bulgers list. Um, and the film just kind of does a flyover of all of that and spends a lot of time looking into the, the actual endeavor of tackling uh, the Washington Bulgers list. Um, and yeah, it was a lot of GoPro, um, a lot of balancing between getting GoPro candid shots, shots of, uh, you know, either my climbing partner, Nathan Longhurst or uh, myself, just if I was out there solo, just shooting myself and then trying to coordinate with a film crew, uh, a film crew did actually end up joining for four of the peaks. Um, well, five of the peaks, I guess, if you count, cause they were there for like the final two days. Um, so like then 
yeah, the, the creative crew, I can't take credit for the finished product. The creative crew did an amazing job blending mm-hmm. that together um, into the finished product that really tells this story of what an adventure can mean both to an individual, you know, myself being that subject, but also how it can impact what we have to give to those around us. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and that's, you know, as far as like me being in San Diego for the premiere, it's like what I'm going to spend time on with people's questions, if they're interested is, is talking about the, the, the significance of this time we spend chasing these seemingly selfish things and what it can mean to those around us and how we can better actualize our own adventures, but have them be about more than ourselves at the same time. Yeah. I, I thought it was really cool how like, you talk about the the kids and you being a teacher and, and I thought it was really cool how they, you know, they were able to incorporate your, like what you've learned out, out there on at the mountain, the mountains to like some of the way you teach, right? Like telling, you know, teaching kids about how their heart rates are getting up and that makes them stronger and, and giving them that idea of, okay, I'm, I'm working to better myself. Right. And I, I thought that was really cool. How, like you said, it kind of shows the, how your journey kind of is able to be shared by, by others around you and to make them help make them better or, or see that your kids can do more with their lives. Right. So I thought that was a really cool way to incorporate everything in the film. The creative crew did a fabulous job. Um, I mean, they had to try to pack enough of my background and life story and enough of all of the previous 99 FKTs into <laughs> this thing, as well as describing what FKTs are for people who haven't heard of them. Yeah. Um, and doing all of that and covering me climbing a hundred peaks and fitting that into a short film of 30 minutes. Well, and that's, that's what I found quite interesting is how they were able to put everything in. Cause that's, a, there's a lot of information that kind of gets spun into this whole entire thing, but it's, it's a shorter, it's a shorter doc. Like it's only, like you said, 30 minutes and, and it, it comes together perfectly, but it, it, there is, there's like 100 FKTs that are like shoved into this small little window to be like, hey, here you go. And it, you know, so it's, it's quite interesting. What I am kind of curious about, cause it's, it's a film by athletic brewing company. What, what's your connection with ABC? Cause ABC is, has sponsored my races in the past and, and they're, they're a really great brand as it stands in the, in the outdoor trail running mountain climbing community. Like, were you connected with them prior to, or is this something that like, where was the relationship started with them? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I love, I love athletic brewing too. And I don't just say that because I'm, I'm sponsored by them. I mean, seeing them be involved with, trail building and, and trail, you know, they're two for the trails grant and, uh, getting out and they like do a paid day for all of their employees to go do like cleanup work or trail work. Um, they, you know, I think they're involved with the AAC as well doing, uh, with, you know, rock climbing and access and, and classes for people. So it's like, they're really involved in our outdoor sports. And as far as how I connected with them, I went on uh, a different podcast, the adventure sport podcast with, uh, uh, Mason Gravely. And at the end, he's like, Oh, Hey, like I, I recently got connected with this brand and I'm working for him. Um, would you like to try some non-alcoholic beer? And you know, I'm, you know, open to that at the time. It's like, sure. Like I'll, I'll try anything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, I was kind of, you know, pennies, I was penny pinching back then. I wasn't doing, doing super (laughs) great. Um, so 
it was like, cool, I'll try something new. And then it just went from a couple of six packs of free beer all the way to a full fledged relationship over the course of uh, a couple of years. And, you know, now I'm one of their athletes. It's been like a really cool organic um, relationship that grew with them as they were growing uh, exponentially. As you you know, they started off as, you know, this tiny little uh, brewery in Connecticut and now they're shipping all over the world. Yeah. Um, it's pretty, pretty bizarre. Um, but yeah, no, they, they supported, uh, me during this effort. They, they obviously paid to have the film made. Um, I could have never afforded that on my own as a teacher. Um, so definitely feel very, very blessed to have been able to be a part of their story and have them help me tell mine. Yeah. I, I going back to the filming aspect of it, what, cause like you said, there, like there is a little bit of drone footage in there and, so I'm kind of curious cause there's so many areas that you have to get permits and everything for drone footage. Do you know what that process was as far as what they I had am... to go about? Because some of the drone stuff that they captured was insane. You being on the side of the mountain walking on this like tiny little <laughs> edge. It's just, it's, it's unbelievable. And I, so I'm, I've always kind of being that I, I like tapping into the photography and video aspect of a lot of events and stuff. I saw that and I was like, God, I wonder what the permits were for something like that to be up that be a, be up that high, but be out there for so long. So I can't give the high granularity answer to that because the creative team handled knowing what kind of land we were on and what permits they needed for which land. Um, and I do know that they specifically chose the peak that we ended up climbing on because they could get the permits for it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there was another peak nearby that we wanted to do and it's like, Ooh, that might, we might not be able to get permitting for that. Um, and so we went with, uh, with that peak that ended up being featured. Yeah. I, it's, and I, I know the outcome obviously, but it's kind of one of those things as I'm watching the film for the first time and, you're on top of the mountain on a, like, it must've been no more than a foot wide on rocks. You're just kind of bounding from one spot to the next. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's just not in my mindset to do. (laughs) Yeah, no. And I mean, I think a lot of people, when they see the film, they're like, I I think maybe people just think I went out and ran, you know, a hundred different random trails. Um, And it was just like a casual run every time. It's like, no, that's, that's not at all. I mean, some of them were just trail records that I went after, but yeah. that was fewer and further between a lot of what I went after were off trail, back country, rock climbing, glacier travel, um, fifth class terrain where like, yeah. you know, you're, you're hanging by fingers and toes. Um, that was the stuff that drew me and still does draw me. It's I'm not, I'm not yeah. done yet. Like it still is what's drawing me and I'll get a little into some of the projects I have going coming up going forward as well. Um, but yeah, it, it, that comes across really well in the film that it's like, Oh, these weren't, these weren't a hundred random easy runs. Um, these, these were pretty full on adventures. Well, you know what I, what I, as you stated with just, just a second ago with the FKTs, you can, you can be a rock climber, you can be a trail runner, you can be a road runner and, and go out there and compete in some of this stuff. What amazes me is the fact that you were an athlete growing up, but you were a runner growing up. And before you got into the FKT stuff, you actually got into a car accident and your doctor was pretty much like, Hey, stop thinking about doing sports again. Like this is not going to happen. Right. And you turn that into 
what it, what it is now, which is amazing, which is a, an amazing part of that story. I think the two of the things people walk up to me after the film and after my talks and want to have a private conversation, like the people who hang out, who bother to hang out after the event to talk for longer. It's, it's usually one of two things they connect on either. It's the shared issues of being an adult with ADHD and having grown up as a kid with ADHD before it was like more understood like it is now. Um, And aside from that, the overwhelming amount is connecting with the story of a doctor saying, yeah, that part of your life's over. Um, when you love moving your body and you love being active and you love being around the kind of people who want to do those things. And it was, it was a huge low and a huge challenge and a trauma to, to navigate and to come out the other side of positive mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean, it's it's something I'll spend a lot of time talking about if, if you know, again, I like to follow where the questions go from the audience, yeah. um, but it's something I definitely will spend time on um, in the talk after the after the film plays in uh, there in San Diego. But yeah, I mean, being able to not live in your own shadow. Uh, and what I mean by that is I'd accomplished some stuff previous to the car accident, like I'd done some pretty serious things. I'd made it pretty far in the Ironman world. Um, I qualified for a couple of world championships and being able to release that. So I wasn't constantly going, well, I'm not back to that yet. I'm not back to that yet. I'm not because that just tears you down. Being able to instead celebrate every little bit of progress, which is what we do in the first place to get anywhere. You know, we, we go out for our, you know, our first basic workout and we're like, cool, I got the workout done. I got my running shoes on today. Like awesome. And then, you know, a year later we're like, cool, I ran my 5k and I ran my 10k. And maybe a year after that, it's like, oh man, I ran my first half marathon and then we're running marathons and then on and on and on. But it's like, we had to celebrate all those steps along the way. We had to be excited about that progress along the way. And I think once we've already been somewhere, it's really easy to forget to take for granted and forget those Mm -hmm. celebrations of the progress and instead to just see this giant gap of where we think we ought to be again. And that was something I still, I still refer to that, that person as my, my previous life. And uh, yeah, again, I think we talked about this on the previous episode quite a bit, but yeah, it's, it's a big piece of the story that I I hope people who are struggling, you know, if, if somebody's listening to this and you have a friend that's struggling or you yourself are struggling with a, a big setback in life, uh, please come hang out and, and let's chat. Um, absolutely. So no, that's, that's Mm -hmm. it. it, And I mean, at our best, what we have to give to others are the things, sadly, the, the traumas and the tragedies we've had to face ourselves. Um, and those are some of the most valuable things that we can have to give to another person is, well, yeah, that, I understand that really sucks. That's really hard and it's going to be a battle to get back, but it's possible. And these are some things that helped me. Um, It's like, man, there's so much power in just that human exchange. Um, Cause yeah, nobody gets, nobody gets out of life without facing some of those. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a powerful story. Like I honestly, and it, if you have the opportunity to, to come and check out the film, um, I, I definitely recommend it. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a great 30 minute watch and, and it definitely dives into a lot of that stuff. And the, you know, the, the heartache of 
losing something to have to build it back up and what you do with that and how that promotes into helping other people along the way. It's, it's, it's amazing. So let's, let's talk about that for a second. So it's at the Patagonia store in Cardiff on April 8th. And what, what time should, should people be expecting here? Uh, I believe doors are opening at six. Okay. And then I think things will, you know, we'll have some like mingling time and then things will uh, get rolling probably around seven. I think that's the the plan on the docket right now. So when people arrive, can they can they purchase tickets in advance? And can and if they don't, can they purchase tickets at the door? Yes, you can purchase tickets in advance. Uh, they're available on Eventbrite. I imagine we'll have tickets that I haven't actually talked with the people yet. Who I imagine <laughs> it'll be available at the door, uh, yeah. unless the whole thing sells out. I imagine. So I think we have a hundred and I think it fits 130. They, they said, so not a huge venue, but it'll be, but they, they do, they pretty do a pretty good job with the space that they've got. You know, I haven't, I haven't been to that, the Patagonia store in a a couple of months, but it's definitely can squeeze in the people. So uh, just make it easy on yourselves and just buy tickets early and get tickets before you show up. (laughs) So I mean, it would would take a lot of stress off my plate as well. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, You know, to know like, okay, cool. Like, uh, you know, roll the dice on the plane ticket. You know, it's like, um, yeah, no, it would, it would be preferable, but honestly, I hope it'll be more than worth it. I think it's like, uh, $14 or something for it. Oh, well, yeah. Um, more than, that's, more than worth it. I'm, I'm that, hoping that's, that's one San Diego beer. Just <laughs> cut, cut your beer, your, your and beer, uh, beer and pizzas included in the ticket cost too. So there you go. So just one less beer consumption at the bar next door, and then just come on over Patagonia and, and check out the film. That's all you have to do. Well, shoot, so, man, that makes it an easy sell. I didn't, I didn't. There you go. <laughs> That's the way you should be pitching it the entire rest of the time. <laughs> well, I, I want to thank you because you're, you've asked me to be the MC for that, for that night. And I, I, I'm so excited to be a, the part of the, of that evening and, and to watch the film with, with you personally and with everybody who's going to be in, in attendance. And, and yeah, I, I'm excited to see what people have to ask for questions and, and get this thing going. But I, I appreciate you thinking of me and, and including me on, on the opportunity. Well, absolutely. I mean, you, you were willing to help me tell my story to, to your San Diego based audience. And I know you reach people further than that, but you're kind of, you know, centralized around where you've built your races and your events and things. And, um, so it meant a lot to be able to kind of talk about both the, the Washington Bulgers. And then when I did Norman's and the California 14ers, uh, being able to talk about that. So of course you came to mind, like, Hey, here, here's a guy that knows how to talk. Um, (laughs) so We'll get up there and hopefully uh, both of us won't freeze because of stage fright because there's actual yeah. real people in front of us. <laughs> God, no, my my problem is the fact that I talk way too much in front of people. So it's kind of one of those, give me a quick nudge that I'm talking too much so, <laughs> so that you can go about it doing it. <laughs> well, you know, I, I uh, like I said, I definitely encourage anybody who's listening in on this to come check it out. If you're in the San Diego area, Cardiff Patagonia store, April 8th, uh, we'll call it from six to nine right now. It's $14 tickets. Uh, and you can get those on Eventbrite. We'll put the uh, link 
uh, to that registration page in the show notes. So you guys can check it out. And, and, uh, I'm, I'm stoked just for you to be in San Diego so we can hang out a little bit in person instead of on, on zoom all the time. So <laughs> same here, same here. It'll be, it'll be a fun day. You know, it'll be one of those weird things where we actually, you know, have no clue how tall either of us are. And so we'll arrive and we'll be like, Oh, like, that's oh. not what I expected. There was, yeah. a, I had that happen with a, another person who I'd only met over zoom because of COVID. And then I meet him finally in person and he's like a foot taller than me. I'm like, what, how did I not see that? It's like, well, we're always, you know, you always yeah, adjust your yeah. camera. So you feel the same thing. And it's like, this guy's a monster. What the heck? <laughs> well, I'm about, I'm about six, five, 245. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There we go. I probably, I probably fit that same category, but <laughs> I, I bet I will be astonished then. All right. At least I know what to expect. <laughs> All right, Jason. Well, I'll let you get going. I know you're uh, still at school. So thank you very much. And dude, I, I uh, look forward to having you in town and I look forward to seeing the film. So it's going to be awesome. Absolutely. And, and hope to see everybody that tunes into this there and uh, answer some more questions. The Trail Life Podcast is hosted and produced by me, Jeff Stoner. Music was provided by The Poor Dirty Astronauts with lyrics written by Matt Meyer. You can rate, review, and subscribe to this episode in the entire Trail Life Podcast on Spotify and Apple Music or anywhere you find your favorite podcast episodes. Thank you, everyone, and we'll see you out on the trails real soon.